loving this. No filter. You have no filter. Say whatever comes into your mind. Yeah. You don't really modulate your yeah. feelings at all. Yeah. It's a good thing for me, but it's a bad thing for water. Hello, everybody. This is Matthew Barnaby, and this is Matthew Barnaby Unfiltered, my new podcast. Why do I want to do a podcast? I have so much going on in my life, but I really, truly uh, enjoy talking sports. I enjoy being myself. I enjoy some days being a little brash, not politically correct, and this is the best avenue to bring it to you. The format I'm going to have for my podcast, and as this is my first, I should explain it, I, I, I will be talking daily topics from the NHL, because that's what I do, and that's what I did for 15 years, being an NHL player for 14 to 15 years, depending on which way you look at it. Some say I only had a couple good ones. I might agree with them. But the main topics of the day, the, the suspensions, the, the good guys, the bad guys, the good teams, the bad teams... The idiotic moves that we see on a daily basis and the great moves we see occasionally. We'll talk players. Players I liked. Players I hated. Players I thought were cheap. Players I thought were assholes. We'll talk coaches, GMs, fans, cities. You name it, we'll talk about it. The guests that I'll bring on won't be always who was great that week. It's going to be guys that have good stories guys that I played with that I absolutely loved, maybe even some that I hated. And we can get to the bottom of a lot of things that happen in the NHL now and back when I played. Guys like Brad May, Wayne Gretzky, Chris Chelios, Brad Hull, Yaromir Yager, and one of my favorites, Eric Lindros. All guys I hope to be a part of the podcast going forward. We'll take Twitter questions. I, I want Twitter questions. I love interacting with the everyday, for, for the most part, hockey fan. I have other, other fans on Twitter that ask me about various things because I, I, I love golf. I love the New York Jets. I love the NFL. Love gambling. I love gambling on pretty well anything, but mostly football. We'll have my mom. We have a segment. She doesn't know about it yet, but that's okay. The segment for my mom, because we were the Osbournes. My family, I guarantee, we were the Osbournes before the Osbournes ever hit the TV set. I should be a multi, multi, multi millionaire because of my mom and my brother, but my mom. So she's going to have her own segment every week that she doesn't know about called Drambuie Island. My mom likes Caesars. She loves wine. But man, she has drank a truckload of Drambuie over the years. So I hope you enjoy that segment. Probably going to be my favorite segment out of them all. I'll always end with a story and a quote. A story about when I played on the road, behind the scenes, a fight, a great night out, player I hated, whichever it may be. But I promise one thing. It won't be boring. It won't be your run-of-the-mill podcast asking players, oh my God, how would you feel the night before the game? I don't really care. I want to know the nitty-gritty. And I'm going to tell you everything that happens that you haven't heard before. I have a thing called Tales of the Penalty Box that I do with my friend Darcy Lynch and I've done with Andrew Peters where we do, it's not stand-up comedy, but essentially I'm bringing that show to a podcast with guests and with everyday topics. 
that we can use. Ottawa Senators. I don't even know where to start because I have a list in front of me that's so long. It looks like Billy Tibbetts rap sheet. It's long. Wow. What's happened in the last year and a half? Almost two years since this team almost went to a Stanley Cup Finals. It was overtime against Pittsburgh to go to the Stanley Cup Finals. And you lose your franchise player in, in Eric Carlson. Now, you couldn't get him signed. That, that's part of the deal. But before that, there's the rift between Hoffman and Carlson. Kind of blew up and, and then went away, but I, I think they were searching a little bit and trying to make a decision. Hoffman gets shipped off to, to Florida. Well, San Jose, then Florida. And all he's done is score goals in Florida. Because of an overreaction almost, or the ability to say, hey, we're going to trade Hoffman, we're going to keep Carlson. Ah, nah. Lose both. And I'm going to rifle through these because then you lose Duchesne and Dezingle and Stone. All, all, all in one swoop. Duchesne was brought in and, and they really thought that they could sign him. They were building for the future. Duchesne wanted to play on a contender, did not want to play in Colorado. Big trade. Guys going over everywhere. Ottawa gives up their first pick. They keep it last year. Draft Brady Kachuk, who's going to be a phenomenal player, by the way. He, he's already, he's, he's the epitome of what you want your team to embody. Only unfortunate thing is, they're probably going to finish last overall and have a really good chance at, at, at losing out on Jack Hughes because Colorado gets their pick. Not a recipe for success when you're making trades and you're giving up the first overall pick. We can add to that. We can add the Uber incident that happened and Melnick and LeBreton Flats and losing out on that bid. It's, it's pure disaster here. I, I don't know where this team goes forward because it's pure disaster. I live in Ottawa. I, I, I know the dynamic. I know the dynamic of selling tickets. If there's one thing I wouldn't want to be right now is a season ticket seller for the Ottawa Senators. Hey, Come buy our tickets for our Belleville Senators. Because I guarantee the, the average fan doesn't know half the players on the team. And they have a lot of good building blocks going forward. The, the Shabbats and, and the Kachucks and the Colin Whites. And obviously they have a plethora of picks coming up in the coming drafts. But to go out there, and, and anyone that's ever been there knows what I'm talking about. It's two hours to get out there. It's half an hour through parking just to get there. You're spending a little too much on parking for the product. I'm hoping those... Season tickets are going to dip so the average fan can go watch some of these games. But I don't think anything changes until the owner is out. There's not enough money there. They aren't going to be spending to the cap. Boucher is now gone, fired. Who's going to take this coaching job? That's, that's the next thing. I'd go with a young guy, but that's a story for another day. Pure Doran, does he still have a job in a few months? A story for another day. But nothing gets fixed here in Ottawa. I promise, until Eugene Melnick is not the boss anymore. He needs some infusion of money. And with him still there, he is not going to get the support from the fans in Ottawa. That I promise. I promise. 
usually I'd bring a guest in right now. And that's, that's the idea. Former players that I played with that have funny stories, either about me or them or just on the road, guys that I, I, I admire or, or know that are going to give us everything that they have. Uh, I'm not doing that today because I want my first show to kind of explain where we're going. For the most part, it will be me talking. It'll be me being opinionated. It'll be me taking Twitter questions. And that's where we're going to go next. I asked on Twitter, give me your questions. I will answer them. Can't answer all of them every week, but I'm going to pick what I think are the best. So at Moeller underscore Derek asks, in the conference finals versus the Caps, you were yelling at your fucking helmet. What were you doing? And did the helmet talk back? (laughs) The helmet didn't talk back. Um, I, I, I'm not there yet. I've had a lot of concussions, but it did not talk back. Derek, uh, I actually received a great pass as I was going to the net with my line mate, Curtis Brown. And I was so fucking mad at myself for not scoring and I'm screwing it up that I yelled at my helmet. I ended up throwing the helmet at the ground and it bounced back up and actually hit me in the eye. And I thought I might cut myself and Curtis Brown just looked at me for a few minutes and Curtis is a great guy. He's born again Christian. And he looked at me and goes, Matthew, don't swear. <laughs> and he made me chuckle and laugh. I just talked to my helmet after and uh, certainly did not help me in that series because we ended up losing. Next question. At Bronze Goodfellow, who's the toughest player you ever fought? Stu Grimson. There's been a lot of guys that have punched me in the face. Zidane Chara, Ty Domi, Brad May. Rob Ray. I mean, I, I can go down a list of about 205 that have punched me in the face. But the Grim Reaper is so tough and so big. I remember punching him in the face and not even budging him in the corner. I mean, not even budging him. So we go outside the blue line because it was an offside. And he looked at me. He goes, Barney, you're not going anywhere, are you? And on comes Yaramir Yager. Yarmir Yager skates onto the ice and goes, Barney, you're up. Coach wants you on the bench. And I looked at him. I go, Yags, I love you, but get out of the fucking way. I got to fight. We have 18,000 people here, and, and I'm not going to look like a pussy getting off the ice. Not, not going to happen. It's not, it's not going to happen. So I said, get fucking back to the bench. Go there, and I'm going to fight him. I don't care how tough he is. So you don't get a nickname like the Grim Reaper for nothing when you're that tough, you're that big. So we fight, and he hits me eight or nine times, and I just remember looking at me going, Barney, hey, kid, just go down. And I took punch after punch after punch, and I didn't go down. And he looked at the ref, and he goes, this kid is stupid. Come on in. So he let me up, and ref came in. We went to the box, never fought him again. One of, my, one of, one of the brighter things I've ever done in my life is, is not go back to the well. Not, not go back to the well. So thank you, Stu. I love him now. One of the greatest guys, one of the smartest guys uh, as an analyst and as a person that I've ever met. At Blue Wolf, 1976. Personal highlight, personal low light, and what I want my legacy to be at the end when I finish my career. Personal highlight uh, for me, I'd say honestly being drafted. 
drafted. Everyone will point to Mother's Day and that and scoring a hat trick on Mother's Day against my childhood favorite team. Pumping myself on the, on the back here, just patting it really mildly. But I scored a hat trick against on, on Mother's Day uh, against my childhood favorite team, the Montreal Canadiens. But for me, it's the draft. It's the happiest I think I've ever been in, in hockey to realize so many ups and downs and then have the opportunity to pull the Buffalo Sabres jersey over my head and wear the cap so proud and know that all the, all the missed parties and the sacrifice and the, the late nights and the working out and, 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 and just really giving up childhood had, had, had some reward. Uh, great day. And there's something that I'll never forget. Low light? Low light in my career was probably right around game six, 1999 finals. I was in the stands with Brad May. We had both been traded, but I had asked to get traded. I had asked to get traded from the Buffalo Sabres. And I was traded to Pittsburgh. Obviously, Buffalo lost to the Dallas Stars in game six in, in overtime. But I remember being in the stands, and you talk about feeling low. This team has a chance to win a Stanley Cup, and all your buddies are there, and the, 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 the place you grew up watching had a chance to win a Stanley Cup. And I, I could have been a part of that, but I chose not to. And to watch these guys play, my buddies, I couldn't cheer for them. I was cheering against them. And, and I, I, I sound like an asshole saying that. I really do. I apologize to the players that were my friends, to the city of Buffalo, because I, I'd love nothing for them to be a, have a champion. But I was at an all-time low if they won. If they won game six and then won game seven and had a Stanley Cup ring and I asked to get traded, I mean, you're, you're, you're talking, you're, you're, you're talking, I don't know how you recover for that. The rest of your life, you know that you cost yourself a Stanley Cup ring. So that was definitely, definitely the low light. Legacy? My legacy, I hope, will, when people think about me, is that I gave 100%. That I did everything I could for the city that I was playing for, whether it was Pittsburgh, whether it was Dallas, whether it was the Rangers, whether it was Buffalo. Not so much Tampa. I really didn't play there, so it didn't matter. Or Chicago. We had a shitty team. But those cities and, and the players that I played against, that I, that I was a battler, that I worked hard, and I gave everything for the team and city that I was playing for. That, that, that's what I would like to be remembered by now and in the future. Last one. At Matt Craig 12, favorite and least favorite city to play in. This one, th- this, one's, this one's pretty easy. The favorite is Montreal. Anyone that's played hockey in Canada and especially in Montreal knows how crazy it is there. I mean, they love their hockey. It's, it's, not, it's not even a cult, it's a religion. I mean, it's, it's just insane. They, they wake up with nine pages of the junior team in, in the sports section. The Montreal Canadiens are absolutely gods. Great strip joints. Not that I like strip joints because I really don't. Just threw that in there. Beautiful women, beautiful women. But the atmosphere at the forum, the old forum, and the Bell Center is, is second to none. Such passionate fans, and, and we have such rivalries that I absolutely love to go there. Obviously, my family would come down to those games. 
And the second thing, anywhere in the West with sunshine. God, I loved the West with sunshine. Sunshine. I should say that three times fast. But when you're playing in cold all your life and then you get to go for a week and go to Anaheim and L.A. and Dallas, oh, I absolutely loved it. So I loved in the West, but Montreal, definitely my favorite. My least, Hartford. I don't know. I hear all these guys that played and these analysts and insiders and everyone loves the brass bonanza. It's the stupidest song. It was ingrained in my head till about six years after they went to Carolina. It's a fucking horrible city, people. You want you want a bad time? You go spend a week in Hartford. Go go to Hartford. There's nothing. There's nothing there. Hartford, Connecticut is horrible. And on top of it, the rink was in a shitty mall. A shitty, it was in a fucking mall. You walk through the mall to get to the rink. I mean, horrible, terrible restaurants. I mean, it, it makes Detroit look good. And, that, and that's saying a lot. So Hartford Whalers, yep. Certainly, uh, certainly, I was very glad that they left and, and, and were gone, and I never had to go back to that fucking place again. There's some beautiful parts in, in Connecticut, by the way. Very wealthy parts. Beautiful, sprawling properties. Downtown Hartford, not one of them. Not one of them. I told you, we're going to... We're going to go and uh, do Drambuie Island. Let's see what Mama B, Sandra B, is doing. See if she's ready for all of us. Sandra B, is this you? Yes, it is. Hey, welcome to Drambuie Island. How are you? Fine, thank you. Yeah, what are you doing today? You trying to figure out that uh, Uber app, uh, Uber Eats, or the Uber to get your dog to 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 the appointment tomorrow? What do you, what do you got going? Well, I'm trying to get. I want to get a number for you, but. In case I can't get a drive, you know Uber's an app. There's no, there's, there's no number for Uber, right? What is it? Okay, I'll get it for you later. Okay, I'm gonna hook you up with some Uber and some Uber Eats. We'll, we'll get y'all taken care of. Okay, Mama B. Okay. All right, I have a few questions that I'm gonna ask you today. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. And you can't abstain. You can't, you can't say no. What do you mean I can't say no? Well, you're, you, I'm your son. I'm your favorite. First of all, can I ask a question? You What's have the question. You 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 have you have your your favorite son Matthew. You have another son Brent, and we have a friend Darcy Lynch that I heard you went to a wedding one time and said Darcy's a friend of the family, and in his wedding registry you said you're the son that I never had. Is that true? I don't know. I really don't know. I don't remember. That's what I was fucking told this weekend, Mom. So that's that's really nice. That's really cute. Is okay. that what Darcy said? That's what Darcy said. He has it in his wedding registry. So I might have to put that on Twitter later. But I, I, a question for you. If 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 I li- I love Darcy. He's a great guy. Like in love in what kind of way? Like a, like a boy, a young man. You're disgusting, Mom. He's he's like no. fifty years younger than you. That's disgusting. I, it was nothing like that. It's to do with he was he lived at my house. He, he and Chris lived at my house. Okay, if, if if you had to get rid of, if you could only keep one of us, me, Brent, or Darcy, who would you keep? I wouldn't get rid of anybody. You have to pick one. It, it, it's it's I Russian can't. roulette. You have to pick one. Well, I'm not playing Russian roulette. Okay, if you had to get rid of one, would it be Brent? 
No. Oh, God, you're silly. You're lying. What? You're lying already. All right. I'm not lying. Next question, Vagina Woman. Um, Favorite team I played for? Do you have a favorite team that I played for? Do you have a favorite team that I played for? I like that. I like Buffalo Sabres because of Teddy Nolan. Oh, that w- that was one of my questions coming up. Oh. So you like Buffalo because of Teddy Nolan. So otherwise, so, I don't, wouldn't care. So who who's hotter? Who, who who's hotter? If I asked you this question, Glenn Sather, Lindy oh. Ruff, or Ted Nolan? There's no contest here. Teddy Nolan. The other two are dodos. They're dodos. Yeah, they're nothing to look at at all. Lindy? And they don't have personality like Teddy Nolan. No, did, did, we didn't like Lindy Ruff, did we? Well, I didn't know him. Did you like John Tortorella? No, he's crazy, too. Is he a fucking nut? He's a, he's a hothead. Do you, do you remember the night you were on the phone with my brother, and I, I called home, and I only played like two shifts under John Tortorella, and he recorded you talking about me, and you had a couple of dram buoys that night. I know you were, you were raring to go, and... And if I can reenact it a little bit for you, Mom, was, was this the conversation? That fucking Tortorella is going to fucking ruin his career. He's fucking done. He's fucking done. He's going to be working in the lumber yard within a fucking week. Is, is that kind of uh, verbatim? No, I don't remember. You don't remember? Like, maybe couple, couple maybe of it's possible. A couple of drambuies that night we, did, we didn't remember. Another question. Did Ted Nolan ever make you moist? What? Did he ever make you moist? No. Oh. Well, you said you thought he was hot. I think he's hot, but okay. it doesn't mean... I, I I mean, he was married. He had a lovely wife, and she was a lovely person, too. Okay, serious question. But he was gorgeous. If Teddy said, let's go in the back alley and let's... No, I was too old by this time. Uh, but if you were younger... Oh, it is a young girl. <laughs> Ooh, he, he was hot. He was hot. I, okay, Fa- favorite drink. Would you rather a Caesar, wine, or Drambouille back in the day? I can't, I can't drink Drambuie anymore. I know why. Because of my blood condition. Oh, crap. We, do you think you drank over three tons of Drambuie in your no, drink? No, of course not. No. no. So now, now, right now, is it wine or Caesars? Is it which? Wine. Wine. Or, or a C- oh, wine? I like wine. All right. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Okay, next question. Better country, USA or Canada, and Why? Oh, by far Canada. By far Canada. Wow. Well, yes, I love Canada. This is my home. Okay, why? Well, and I like their policies better. Uh, imagine having an idiot like that Trump for a president. Oh, because, uh, but because having, Trudeau's but doing there's so... there's been good presidents, don't get me wrong. Trudeau's doing so well. Trudeau is doing so well. Yeah, but so he's well having right a hard time. Now. Yeah, he's having a hard time, I'd say. I'd say we're just trying to keep him in office right now, aren't we? Well, I, I don't think he's going to be here after after the next election. Do, do you think Trump should build the wall? No, he's crazy. Okay. He, they, he, yeah, they, he should build a wall and not let himself out of the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a good idea. But Canada, uh, I think we, we know we, when we're children, we study other histories of other countries. Americans don't. They only study their own. So they're limited. Um, sometimes down south, people think people think we're, we live like Eskimos and igloos. Yeah, it's, 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 we, sh- we should be today because it's fucking minus thirty degrees here in Ottawa. It's, it's I know cold, it's, cold. It's, it's cold. It's very cold. It's cold. My my, it's going to shrivel up a little today. So oh well, that's okay. A little, little 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 chilly. 
Okay, serious question. Last question before I let you go. And then I'm going to get that Uber app. I'm going to call Uber for you. I'll get that Uber app so we can get you some, uh, get your dog. By the way, would you, I know, I know the answer to this question. If, one of, if one of us had to go, me or Maggie, your dog, which one would it be? Oh, don't talk so nonsensical. This is which a silly question. Which one Are you crazy? This is a silly question. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that at some point. You don't want to answer. You don't want to hurt my feelings. It's okay. No, it's nothing to do with that. You're human. Maggie's a dog. There's two different levels here. But Maggie's my companion. Okay. Okay. Companion in... Okay, I don't even want to go there. That's, that's, that's awful. Last question. Honestly, between myself, my son's 20 years old. He's almost going to be 21. Can you believe that? You're getting old. You're getting old. I, 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 I'm 21. And Taylor's going to be 18. Between the three of us, I, I, I've, I've figured out we're owed, we're owed almost 85 years right. of birthday and Christmas gifts from my dad. Do uh, you think I'm going to get those? I don't think so. No? No. No? No chance? Not at all. Pardon? Okay, serious question. Have I ever asked my dad's name in the history of my life? Who is your daddy and what does he do? I don't think so. See? Not bad, eh? Mm-hmm. So he's not going to give me... I, I figured he owes me about $120,000. Well, he's not here. He's, he's dead. Oh, shit. Oh. Now you just fucking ruined my day, Mom. Oh, there you go. There you go. So you learn something new on, on, on a new podcast every day. Mom, I absolutely love you. You're the best. Uh, we're going to do this again soon. Uh, in about 30 minutes, I'm going to call. I'm going to set up your Uber app. I'm going to get your dog taken care of. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, I'm going to do it. It's called an app. It's called yeah, but app. I don't have it. I can do it from my phone. Technology, Mom. Technology. Okay. So what are you doing now? Say, say bye to everyone right now. Say, say bye to everyone. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. All right, Mom. Have a great day. I love you. See you I later, you vagina too. woman. Bye-bye. That's my mom. She's the best. If you want to know why I am the way I am, it's because of her. Didn't have a lot of rules growing up, but she's a loving woman. She is not afraid to speak her mind. She is so much fun, and she is going to be a mainstay. A mainstay on Matthew Barnaby Unfiltered. I guarantee Drambuie Island will be listened to over and over and over again because wait till I get her. Like today I'm doing the podcast. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. She's just getting ready to get into the vino. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna get Mama B. We're gonna get Mama B one night at around nine o'clock at night and see where we go with her. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great woman, loves hockey, loves Canada, hates, I guess, Trump. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Next week, we're going to have guests. I promise you're going to love who they are. I will not ruin the surprise. There'll be some great stories. I, I want to close as this is, is the first one, and I don't want it to be too long. I want to close it with the late, great Bob Probert and the story that I had with Brad May. And Bob Probert, God rest his soul, passed away a few years ago with a heart attack. Was the toughest guy that I ever saw as a kid play. And, and when I played in the National Hockey League, everyone was fearful of him, just afraid of him. We saw the fights he had with Joey Kosher and Ty Domi and Wendell Clark, Craig Cox. I mean, he, he punched guys in the face like it was nothing. 
big man, 6'4", 6'5", 240, could also score 30 goals. But we were in Chicago one night, and Brad and I go out for, for a little dinner, little vino the night before a game, and then go for, for a few beers after. We stay out, I don't know, till midnight, and we go back, and we'd had a couple too many the night before. We were both playing on the fourth line, didn't play 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 a shit ton. And Brad May looks at me, he goes, hey, let's make a bet, $500. Now, this is my first year, his second year. $500, whoever grabs Proby first. Whoever grabs him first, 500 bucks. I'm like, fucking right. I'm going to get it. So we're playing both on the fourth line. First shift, puck goes in the corner. Brad May goes after Proby, grabs his arm. They start wrestling around. I jump in over top of everyone. Refs get in. Everyone gets in. We all end up in the penalty box. Maisie's like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? I want to I had 500 bucks. I, I told you I was going to get him. I said, I, I'm getting him first. Next shift, we come out of the box. When we get our next shift, puck gets thrown on net, drive the net. Proby's there. I kind of jump at him. Maisie gets in the middle, grabs his arm, grabs my arm. Ref pulls us apart. Everyone goes to the box. There's four guys in the box. Proby looks down at us in between the benches over to the visitor's side. He goes, what the fuck are you guys doing? Are you guys morons? You guys know I'm going to fucking kill both of you? And we both looked up and probably sobered up a little bit. And I looked at Maisie. I'm like, let's call this fucking bet up. This is so stupid. One of us is going to get killed for $500. Maisie looks at me and goes, yep, done. I'm done. So we looked at Proby who were like, have a great game. Enjoy. And uh, we never went near him again. Neither of us ever fought him. Uh, but great respect to one of the all-time, all-time greats. Thanks for listening to Matthew Barnaby Unfiltered. I look to bringing one every week. New guests, like I said. Drambuie Island. Twitter. Maybe some call-ins. Lots of opinions. Like them or not, you will always get them. You will always get my true opinion. I, I, I was taught, you, you heard her on Drambui Island, from the best. If you have something to say and you believe in it, you say it. But be willing to say it to someone's face, not behind their back. And I, I've lived by that motto. It's, it's served me very well. And it's hurt me a few times. But it is who I am, and I won't change. I'm also going to leave you with a quote at the end of every show. And my quote for today, for all those young men out there, is plain and simple. Date a stripper. Don't marry a stripper. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week.